Welcome to Parts of Unknown Presents. I'm not even supposed to be here today. My name is Michael Davis. Your name is... Rick Kane. And today, for January the 7th, 2023, we are... Looking at, I'm not even supposed to be here today. And as I kind of fidget and jolt in between things, I would like to start, if you're okay with that. Yes. And I have two things that kind of connect into each other from January the 7th, 1943. Okay. One of which I think that you're pretty aware of, and the other one kind of feeds off of it. Yes. So, the first thing that I have is, today, on January the 7th, 1943, the spirit of 43, an animated World War II propaganda film produced, created by Walt Disney Studios, is released to the U.S. Treasury Department. Starring Donald Duck, the film encourages patriotic Americans Come on, patriots, we need to stand up to file and pay their income taxes faithfully every three months in order to help the war effort. Rick Kane, what can you tell me about the spirit of 1943? I can tell you a lot about it. Um, I don't remember if we watched it in a history class, but I have had classes mention it, and then I've watched it. It essentially is like Donald Duck is having is sleeping and he's having this dream that he's a German and that he's fighting for the Nazis and he's doing like the Nazi salute everything and he's super happy that he's doing all this stuff for for the Nazis and Hitler and then he wakes up from his and he does like something bad happens and then he wakes up from his dream and then you you see like the American flag and a bunch of like Americanized stuff like there's like a pie and a picture of the president apple pie apple pie yeah, I don't know what kind hot of dogs it is I don't know what time about yeah baseball games <laughs> playing games playing on the radio and there's a picture of the president on his mantle and he gets out of his bed and he goes and he looks at like green hills and the, the sun rising in the distance and he's like oh I'm happy that I'm an American so Fake news existed way back in 1943. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. That sounds like some stuff that I've seen on cable news. Uh-huh. This whole let's make America look in a specific way. Uh-huh. And I feel like every time that I say America <laughs> and patriot, I need to say it much in the sauce, the sultry tones of James J. Jonah Jamerson. I know, yeah, just like that kind of like over over the top type of pronunciation. Yes. So when I bear with me, okay, my high school year, my senior year in high school, my freshman year of college, I was a big Rush Limbaugh guy. Real quick, who is Rush Limbaugh? I don't know. He, he, his lineage has not reached you, but Rush Limbaugh was one of, if not the first, uber-conservative Republican radio host that I, that was around. I, I have never in my life 
really enjoyed listening to music on the radio. Do I listen to music on the radio now? No, no, you not really, no. It's very rare that you listen to the radio anyway, unless it's like a baseball game. But you mainly listen to like the podcasts and stuff on Spotify or podcast apps. Yeah, so most of the time I listen to the talking. So the the town that I grew up in ha- was mostly cons- conservative radio host on on our AM radio station, so I could listen to people talk. Yeah. So I literally I was in the baseball card shop listening to Rush Limbaugh. I was literally. Am I going home from college listening to Rush Limbaugh on the uh, while I was at work? Rush got me through work a lot, oh, a lot. So sorry, <laughs> but Rush is what what became Fox News. Oh, okay. But Rush Limbaugh commonly spoke in this cadence: "Patriots, we must step out," and blah blah blah. It was that cadence. Okay, that's that's a very like in your face cadence. I just I I don't know. If you, it's not a video podcast, but I like I physically leaned back when you started talking. I shocked oh you God. a little bit. I was like, okay, chill out, dude. But this whole thing, I mean this this whole thing was presenting an ideal to the American people mm-hmm. to fund the war. Yeah, the fun of the war is like, see, even Donald Duck is like, you got, you got to support America. <laughs> I, I can't even do it. I was going to try to do the cadence in a Donald Duck. <laughs> Patriots. <laughs> we must. I can't even. Miss <laughs> uh, tell you. We Misa have to fund a war effort. <laughs> Misa Patriot. Misa pay my taxes three times a year. Misa Patriot. Misa Patriot. Misa apple pie and baseball. Misa Mickey Mantle. <laughs> <laughs> but that was essentially that cartoon because yeah. you've seen it. Yeah, it's essentially like look at the bad stuff. He was having a nightmare. This is the this is him waking up and he's happy in his real life in America. But in 1943, that was in popular culture. The whole fake news existed in war propaganda uh-huh. in the 1940s. Yeah, that's the whole reason for like propaganda is to be like you should like your country, you should hate the people that we are telling you you should hate. And then it all it goes all the way to the to the Red Scare. I mean, when they had the the meetings and they called Pete Seeger a, a communist, it, it fake news existed way before cable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're gonna grow off of this statement because the next thing that I have connects to the release of that war, uh, uh, of the war propaganda. And that is, on this date, on January the 7th, also 1943, the same day the cartoon (laughs) was released, the State of the Union address was made by President Franklin Franklin Delano Roosevelt. And it it detailed no, zero, legislative proposals, but... 
instead focus on the world war and a hope for swift and lasting peace. So they already had Walt Disney (laughs) saying everything, laying it out. Yeah, I mean, when you got with Disney, Disney, I feel like Disney would reach more people than the State of the Union. Well, I, of course he did. He got the mass populace because it was the cartoon before the big movie. Uh-huh. Lots of people listening to the Donald Duck. Or maybe like even like the cartoon itself, because I feel like people would just like go to go watch cartoons. So like they would show it by itself. Uh, no, no, they would show the cartoon before the Normally, what they did was show the cartoons before the movie. It was kind of a feeder. Okay, like they do now still? Yeah, like they do now still with some of the Disney movies. Okay. But sometimes the the movies before, like the shorts before the movies were so popular that they they put out the popular shorts before movies that they thought people wouldn't like. Oh, okay. Like, one of the things they commonly did, like, the Three Stooges were huge. The Three Stooges were huge. Uh-huh. So they would they would send out the Three Stooges movies and put them in front of movies that they didn't think could make money. Oh, okay. So people actually went to see the Three Stooges, but they were able to say, well, I don't know. It came from the Blobbed Theater, made all this money. Well, no, it was actually Three Stooges that made all that money. Okay. Yeah. So do you do you have a this day, January 7th? Yeah. In uh, 1927, the first transatlantic telephone service was established. It was a, a, a three-minute call between New York and London that cost about $45.00. Which is roughly five hundred and fifty dollars today. So it cost them that much money to test out this new thing. No, it's like they established it. Like this is the how it's going to be. So if you wanted to call someone in London, you would have had to pay them five hundred and fifty dollars. You you exist in a time now that will never understand what it means to pay a long distance phone bill. No. <laughs> When I, I, I mean, as late as when I moved to California, I'm talking about in the 2000s, before cellular technology really took root and started growing, I could not call my grandmother without her having a fit that it would take too long and it had to cost, like, so much. Yeah. Like, I had a friend who, so I I lived in a town and, like, 50, 60 miles over, I had a friend that lived in another town. And I would have to pay like six bucks to talk to that friend for like 15, 20 minutes. Whoa. Okay. And now people like take screenshots and be like, oh my gosh, look at how long we've been talking. And it was like over an hour. Like I had a conversation once on the phone that lasted over an hour with a friend. Yeah. And now it's like... Hey, you you literally today had a cross-country telephone call that you could see the other person on the other end, and it cost you zero dollars. <laughs> yeah, it cost nothing. It, it cost the cost of our internet service. Uh-huh. <laughs> how crazy is that? It's really insane how much, how long technology has gone, how, like, how much it's, like, increased and improved over the years. 
And we're able to get information across country and and talk. And not have to pay, um, in today's terms, $550 to do so. No, it costs whatever it costs us per month for our internet. (laughs) Yeah. It costs us whatever it costs us per month for our unlimited cellular data. And to do a bunch of other stuff with that other than one, (laughs) one phone call. Are you I, even up to your lifetime? Like right now, like so the other day, and everybody heard it, the other day on I'm not even supposed to be here today, they could hear the background noise at Disneyland. Yeah. You can literally watch a movie on your phone. At once upon a time, the cost of that data would have cost more than just buying the movie. Uh-huh. Yeah, but now you can... Everything that you can do that used to cost money for free for one basic fee is amazing. It's crazy. It's it's insane. Like internet used to be so much per minute. Uh huh. And you only had so many the so much data per month before you had to pay overage charges. Like and stuff. like with the how it used to be with texting. Yeah, like how it used to be with texting, but now it's free texting all the time. Uh huh. It's pretty cool. You got another one? Yeah, it's um it's someone's special birthday today. It's somebody's birthday today. The world's biggest Superman fan. <laughs> the world's biggest star who was in a movie uh, he was the main character in a movie and he played himself. And he played himself. That's right. We'd like to wish a very special and happy birthday to Nick Cage. Nicholas Cage. Happy birthday, my brother. The guy that was supposed to be Superman in Kevin Smith's written Superman Lives. Oh. And and we're out. No, no, you no, just no, completely no, no. just dropped I off the face of the earth. Are you really are you kidding me? Is today really also John Travolta's birthday? It's John. No, no. It's other people you might want to search for. Oh, okay. Oh my gosh. Is that his kid's name? What? It's Kal-El, right? Kal-El Cage. I told you he's the world's biggest Superman <laughs> fan. I, I should have believed you. Right now he's having issues because somebody in his house stole his first issue Action Comics, comic book. Oh, no. He's a huge Superman fan. Is his kid's name really Kal-El, though? Because I didn't know that. it says on the internet. That's really cool. I'm down with that. Your name would have been Bruce Wayne if you were a boy. (laughs) Yes, Bruce Wayne. Yes. So I want to go to another one of my... um, Another one of my facts, and... I am going to move into this day in the LGBTQ history. Mm. And this day in 1973, because same-sex partners were still not allowed to have uh, legal unions. Today in 1973, Jack Baker adopts his partner, Mike McConnell, in Minnesota for tax benefits. So they weren't, they were born, they were both born in 1942. So they were the same age, but because that they could not receive the tax benefits of a legally recognized marriage, Uh Jack Baker adopted his partner so that they could have the tax benefits. 
That That's, is insane. That is, that insane. is crazy. Yes. All right, so that would have been the MCD section. I, I think I'm glancing over your shoulder that we're going to go to the Rick Kane section of this day in history, and what have we got? Um, we- this day in wrestling history, we got a lot of nothing. Do, do we even have some notable, notable birthdays today? Today is Chavo Guerrero Sr.'s birthday, Chavo Classic. Former great superstar of world-class championship wrestling. Great superstar in California-based wrestling. And the father of Chavo Guerrero Jr., who is now a, uh, now a, um, a um, stunt coordinator for such shows as um, the... The Rock, what what's that show called? The Young Rock. Young Rock and that that heels. He the other heels? one. Yeah, he does heels cool. as well. Yes. Okay. What what else have you got? In in 2019, on an episode of Raw in um in Florida, uh, Dean Ambrose defeated Seth Rollins in a fall count anywhere match to retain the Intercontinental Championship. And Hulk and John Cena said he was going to be in the Royal Rumble, and a dude with a bleached mustache said he was there. That's right, brother. I am going to enter. I'm going to hang and bang, brother. Okay. In the Royal Rumble. I don't know if he said he was going to be it. He just said it. It just says he. He returns. would be there. Yeah, he yeah. returned. <laughs> Well, I think that was pretty cool. I I think that was a good full episode of this day. I'm not even supposed to be here today. Yes. Your name is? Rick Kane. Your name is? Michael Davis. Have a week. Have a day. See you tomorrow. Peace.